0: I began to realize how how ideological this, that that actually when I'm dealing with uh, academics, with archaeologists, or professional skeptics of any of any kind, I'm I'm dealing with people who already have an ideological position, uh, and that ideological position is confronted by the position I take. So in an ideological war, what you try to do is to destroy your opponent uh, in any way, fair or foul. Um, and and it's hel- it's helped me to understand that there is an ideological war over our past over world order true world order true world order the time has can be true world order we draw re- Out of these troubled times, our fifth objective a new world order. As I've told you before, because I love it so much, they also created the Great Seal of the United States. And that Great Seal of the United States has on it Nobus Order Secorum, a new order for the centuries, for the ages, forever. The Drew World Order. The Eye of Sahara, Sahara, it's in Africa, and it's in, like, the west of the Sahara Desert. You can see it's like the target practicing mark, like, sort of concentric. Yeah, and if you, uh, I don't know if it was the continental drift or anything, but Africa was actually underneath water. A lot of parts, very huge mass of Africa had water in it, and they say that the Eye of Sahara once had water in it and just like Machu Picchu and the levels of the water changed and the water uh, the water came southwards and sidewards and there was nothing but sand and desert so it sort of killed them or they dispersed into the general public. They moved into Egypt and other habitable parts of Africa. There's a video on YouTube that actually, that actually explains how the eye of the Sahara can actually be Deathland. It wasn't human made design if you think so. They just made their habitations on these mounds. The- Anunnaki or the Jinn, the Watchers, Nephilim. We boosted our evolution, I believe. I wouldn't put names to them. There is a part where the human evolution like goes up like a spike. You can't just evolve yourself without any exterior help. We have this concept of gods. In every culture, there is a concept of God. The perspective of heavens or the judgment of what heaven is can change very little. I won't be racist about this, but if you certainly take a very or extravagances are. Pick them up and suddenly keep them in a position where they're getting everything. They'll think that this is it. On why we were created. For us to leave an essence in this universe. You know what is good and what is bad. Once we get there, they will suddenly reunite. That's what you would be. Say you are breeding a bunch of, let's say guinea pigs. You are breeding a guinea pigs and you are putting them in Certain positions where those positions will actually get a very important role in their series of evolution. It will help them evolve in a very different way. They're evolving in different manner. And there are several other Earth or Earth like planets which they are breeding and that is our purpose. And then go on to a level where we can actually reunite with our faith. The Babylon Brotherhood. It's a man's work done by us. When the supposed gods of ours created or at least jump started us, they didn't think of these things, they didn't have this thing in mind. But this is all our doing, like, these conspiracies, and it's just keeping us far away from them. Them being the persons who made who we are. My views can be quite contradicting. Like, good and bad changes with perspective, that's what I'll say. But what they are doing might sound a bit bad. That's just our opinion. In the grand scheme, these small bad things might not count at all. For there to be good, there has to be bad. If you don't know what bad is, there can be no good. Like, contrast, there has to be something in contrast. From the book of Ezekiel. So now it came to pass in the thirtieth day in the fourth month in the fifth day of the month as I was among the captives by the river of Shebar that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. In the fifth day of the month which was the fifth year of the king Joe Pachin's captivity the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel the priest son of Guzi in the land of Shadlan by the river Shebar and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. And I looked and behold the whirlwind came upon the uh, came out of the north a, glade, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself and a brightness was about it. and about and out of the mist thereof as the colour of amber out of the mist of the fire also out of the mist thereof came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance, they had likeness of a man, and every one had four faces, and every one had four wings, and their feet were straight feet, with the sole of their feet was like the sole of a cow's hoof, they were wearing shoes, and they sparkled. Like the color of burnished brass, and they had the hands of a man under their wings on their four sides, and they four had their faces on their wings. Their wings were joined one to another, they turned not when they went, and they went on straight forward. Like this goes on and on, and the description about how Ezekiel was taken on by the higher species. The Drew World Order. Alright, let me get this straight. You are taking orders from a man who is sawing redwood trees down, all right? saying he's making paper for the people. While you're taking those orders, you're letting the porcupine sniff your taint? And I'm supposed to listen to you? And um, that's his not the point, sir. Um, but yes, that's what's happening. I think you've all lost your goddamn minds. All right. <laughs> It drew world order. Because Africa was quite a bit changed after the continental drift. And the parts that were submerged under the water came up, and the parts that were not went up higher, and that sort of drained the sources of water from those lands. And you know when the continental drift happens and like, not a lot of people are alive. A huge chunk of population just goes away from the drift. And not a lot of people can actually live from that kind of a cataclysm. On the peoples that were... Trying to escape such cataclysms, Atlanteans are living among us they adapted with their uh, they adapted to the climates along with us, and they were like us, maybe a bit more intelligent. They migrated to other lands and they are scattered all over the planet so you're saying that these peoples of these civilizations are still among us yeah, yeah, Atlantis was just like you know, just like england or or uh, like India it was just like that nothing special just they were a bit more intelligent than us but a little bit more mature this species is going through the stage where if they find out find out about our existence, it can actually be bad for us. Every species has this stage, like when they are evolving, there is this part of discovery and then there is this part of settlement. We are still in this part of discovery and we will keep on discovering stuff and in these stages of discovery, we will keep on hampering the things that we are discovering, like we are discovering things about the environment and we are doing bad to it and we are discovering about animal health and animal psychology and we are doing bad to the animal health and psychology. So. We'll keep on improving and uh, we'll keep on hampering and that's what evolution is. We keep on learning by our own mistakes. We have 100-year-olds living among us right now. There are old people who were born 100 years ago and they still are. And they say that environment and the weather have changed drastically in the 100 years of their life as far as they can remember. So it's going to, and our generation is also going to have people who will live for the next 100 years and they might say the same thing that uh, the weather was already bad and it's got drastically bad. Until we find something or unless we, you know, improve our whereabouts it's gonna be getting much worse Like i have to learn and i have to learn from my mistakes i actually take the broader point of view and mix it up with my you know daily curriculum and that sort of if you see what humans have done till date you'll actually find a pattern to it. They learn 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 destruct like destroy and then build and then again learn 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 that's how they go on i keep on learning and there will be a point where i fuck up and then i fall down and then and then again i learn from my mistakes and come to a certain level and I keep on learning. and execution is also in that stage, like in that whole procedure, in the forthcoming, you know in the, fore, uh, the upcoming situation. Something that I learned five minutes ago, I'll try to apply that on something that's coming five minutes off. And I know that there's a possibility that I fail. So if I fail, then I then I learn from the failure, and then I. So what I strictly follow is that we should always think about the next floor. And not about the terrace. If you are building a building, like if you are creating like a building structure, that's like a skyscraper. If you think about how the terrace is going to look, how the helipad area, or you know, the highest floor is going to look, the building is going to fucking crash. That's what happens every time. You have to think always. Think about the next floor, like how the next floor is affecting the topmost floor. You have to go on with steps and not by just jumping and leaping to four or five floors at a time and there's gonna be you know bad spots in the middle and that's gonna make the building more unstable and they are just like failures failures are the ones that you make and adversities are the ones that the nature or the universe makes in order for you to learn from the universe that's adversity for you let's consider a very simple situation where you are instructed to study for an upcoming examination so you do not study and you fail the examination and that is failure. But let's say you are studying and studying and suddenly the day when uh you are about to go to the examination hall, the whole uh the whole planet is struck by a solar flare and the technology goes off and everyone is home shipping. That is adverse. On love and how love changes as we age. For love. Love is a very complex thing. And it changes changes as you grow old the concept of love. A child love is just something that will last long. Zazzy, if I'm putting that pr- Keep on growing older, love is more about support and endurance. Love is more about attraction and then as you keep on growing older, the concepts of love keep on changing. I mean like chemicals in our brain surely does play a vital role because you don't feel any sort of physical or mental attraction towards any random person do you? And when you are like vibing very well, you see that you know the hormones released by your brain in the sequence in which you are talking to that person is different from the sequence that releases when it's, when you are talking to some other person. Yeah, when you are vibing with a person, your brain acts differently than... When you are vibing with a person who you really like, then your brain acts differently from any other person. Let's compare it to, let's say, your wife. And you are talking to another woman. You won't, you won't behave the way you behave to your wife, like the way you behave to that woman. It will be different. You will be a more, you will, you will be more lenient and more attracting and more, you know, more lovable towards your wife than you would be to any other woman. So when you love a person, your brain, your body, and your mind and your whole sets of hormones and chemicals are in the favor of that person. Meditation means you are one with everything else. Everything that you can see, everything that you can feel, everything that you know exists is a part of you. And getting your brain in that in that process of thinking, where you know that everything that you see or feel or know exists. Is your part? But I'd say about patience. Patience is something that I got from my blood. My parents are very, very patient about things, and they have a lot of patience. They're aged, but they are still very patient. And I think that these things, there is some points for inheritance. When you know that you are making your noise, you're already chill. Vibe into that place, and you know that you are the person who is making the noise, and you don't. And you start feeling better because you know that I'm the one who's making noise. So we have these texts it's not actually religious texts, but it's more like about knowing ourselves it's called the Upanishads Upanishads yeah so these are kind of the things that let us know who we really are and there is a part in it that says that if you know that you exist in everything else you won't hate hatred comes from difference once you know that you are not different from anything else you don't hate it there are people who hate someone from another caste once you know that you are that person and after knowing that you won't hate them you would love yourself just as much as you love that person because you are that person when we exit this film I I haven't gone through that experience yet so I don't know that much there is also an explanation to this question in the books that I just told you about just a few times ago there are hundreds of books in this in this single title okay so it's called Upanishads and it's got hundreds of books in it you'll see and you'll hear about so many things else and you have that on YouTube and they explain it in very simple language It'll be easy for you to understand so they say that after the human dies it's like changing a new clothes and the the soul of that person goes away to another body and just changes the clothes that's what happens after you that you just change your clothes the clothes is your body the person to, who, to whom I'm speaking right now is the soul it is not the shell your ears your the vibrations and your brain is actually sending this information to your soul and i'm talking to that person right now yeah so in order to think about it you can't actually think about it where you're going to go where you're destined to go after you uh, after you die you can't because this is your shell and the person who's thinking right now is the shell and not the soul the soul cannot think the body is inherited by our parents the thing that exists immortally like the immortal thing that exists in me it is universal and it's same as it is in you there is no difference so once you know yourself, and by self I mean the soul, because self is called Atma and Atma means soul. Atma, so e A A T M A. Atma means soul. Atma means self actually, if you translate it to English. Yourself is your soul. Are you smoking a joint or something? Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you something. Okay, okay. So uh, uh, this is a very amazing thing. Your mind's gonna get blown away even more. Uh, you know, Plato gave the dimension of the concentric rings of Atlantis. Plato actually gave the diameter like the diameter of the concentric rings, like the, like the outermost ring. Plato actually gave the uh, like the measurement of it, and it was in the uh, like the measurement system of that time. Once you convert that measuring system into our like our ways, the eye of the Sahara's the outermost shell, like the outermost ring is the same diameter as that it was mentioned by Plato. Like the diameters, yeah, like Plato even said that this is the diameter of the like the outermost ring. He explained the diameter into the in, in the measuring systems of that time. So it's not same as it is now. So okay. once you convert that into our measuring systems, it is the same. The diameter is the same. Yeah, he was oh. there. Like when he was there, like a the huge part of Africa was underneath water. So much. And once Plato died, I guess, I don't remember the date when he died. After that, the, the water level went down a lot and uh, atlantis was above water and not meat water so their primary source of irrigation and all was cut off the plants died and they had to migrate somewhere and they you know scattered their populations all around the world when it is people like you who are more knowledge than it is about the humor i don't hesitate so how many languages do you speak just one that's mm. the biggest minus point for another one any any language that you want any language no matter how easy or how easy if it's created like in recent times like high valerian shit. you are spoken in uh, game of thrones you can learn that just learn another language right. because why I, I tell this thing to everybody else because when you learn another language you're perce- like you are perceiving a different reality like the person of uh, like the perception reality is actually changed when you learn another language when i say apple what do you see in your mind you see a red apple right when i say manzana what do use manzana it's apple in spanish but when we say manzana we don't know it because we haven't learned it that way. So the spanish people from you know, from the beginning started perceiving the reality like that. That they framed the word Manzana to suit the formations of an apple. So they are perceiving it different than we are. So once you are learning it, you are actually gaining all the experience they had in these thousands of years. You are actually carrying the loads at least ten years. Drew, I'm gonna sign out now.